welcome back to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. Zamara has been laying low since her biopsy confirmed the brain tumor that's killing her. Even avoiding AR when she goes out doesn't keep the glitches at bay, so she's holed herself up in her apartment. Unpacking and organizing can only keep her boredom at bay for so long. And soon she's back at her deck, helping Kat with coding, and sorting through the gigs of data she'd stolen from Aegis Safeguard Securities before her diagnosis. It's only a matter of time before her next glitch, but she thinks she can get through the data before it happens. Our GM is Max, and Zamara is played by Sarah. We hope you enjoy listening. Where is Zamora at at this point in time? Where do we want to start at? New apartment. New apartment. It's nice, too. Good view of the waterfront from where you're at. You're a lot closer to some of the downtown waterfront area. You can see the SeaTac uh, runway, just like the back corner of it. So it gives a nice little cool light drop, uh, light display. And you can see the planes coming in and landing. You're, you're looking, and you can see it in the distance. Pretty far. There's lots of rain. Is it daytime or nighttime? Mm, let's say nighttime. Okay, so it's nighttime, it's dark, the lights of the city are brilliant. All of the nearby buildings are illuminated in the varieties of colors. There's, if they have a sign or advertisement scrolling across it or different names here and there, it's beautiful to look at, especially if you're pretty heavy into the city scene. Now, is Sitting Eagle still around? I don't know, I think he probably would have had to go back and manage the store. Yeah, he's probably already gone, considering you said it's nighttime. He's on the road, driving back. So, what we're looking at, it's nighttime, it's raining, you've had a lot going on, your husband just recently left some of his stuff at your apartment as well, so he's making the attempts to finally move in some. He has, uh, he left... Uh, but not without leaving some goodbye notes as, you know, he wrote you a little soppy letter. So I'm assuming you're getting up in the night time? Yeah. Probably would have uh, taken a nap after he left. Got up, made some food or ordered out. Okay. Made sure Kat had everything that she needed. She's got open her game that she put up on Gaslight. It's currently had a bug issue come up and so she has been she's got several windows open up as she's working on the programming to figure out exactly where the bug is you have noticed that her style of bug solving is not the greatest as she opens up the code and begins pawing at and chasing the little bugs around and just sliding code and stuff it's it's pretty sloppy but she's seems to be effective as she has now hit the 2k marker of number of people who've downloaded it that's awesome so that that's what Kat's doing right now. Busy working. Uh, I will go kind of like look over her shoulder and see if I can kind of help her out. Give her a little, like a pointer or two about debugging stuff. I'm going to say that she's got a software skill about two and a, a logic about three. So she's only f- messing around with five dice. Okay. And uh, you could probably buy two, maybe three successes. Two. Yeah, so, yeah, you can help her out. So you spend uh, a couple of minutes at least spending time with your cat, helping her debug her program. Uh, and the 
the happy dice sits there and says she's very happy for you to assist her with, you know, this. And she asks if you want to put a monster into the game itself so that there's something at least worthwhile that, you know, you've helped out with, too. Yeah. She's created a puzzle-based RPG game which allows your character, who is a cat, to run around a series of mazes fighting off... Uh, there are two main different types of enemies. One are the minion-type enemies, and they are rats and mice. And then the larger enemies are dogs. And so your objective is to always try to avoid dogs because you can't actually fight them. And you can fight mice and rats. Rats tend to be a little bit harder. And she starts going off about how the complexity, the role-playing aspects. And it all seems okay, but rather dry. It's a kind of like a funky... RPG puzzle pick a path. Okay. I would say bring in kind of like a throwback thing and put one of those analog uh, vacuum cleaners. Like the one with the big scary light on the front of it that makes a lot of noise that comes at you. Oh yeah, definitely. She she can definitely see that adding into a puzzle effect. So I'll go ahead and get you to do a programming software. So you probably uh, pop open a couple of windows and start helping her do some coding. Yeah, yeah. So I'll also, I also want to say that maybe the cat can get a speed bonus and get a Roomba, like, later. She'll think about programming that in. Thanks. All right, so you spend a couple of moments and and, and build a puzzle room scene in which uh, an old vacuum cleaner comes out and begins sucking up pieces and kind of have to dodge around it. As, so you guys have some fun just writing... Silly little code for <laughs> some game to be sold by a bunch of... To be sold onto this uh, platform to people. Excellent. Well, I know we discussed the paid data, but I the stuff for Luciano, we already got the details on that, right? No. Oh, well, then we should... You've been so busy with your own personal issues that the security cameras have been on the back burner for a couple of months now. And I guess I should probably look at that data. You've got a lot of uh, vid files. You've gone through some of them playing around. You haven't actually looked at the one that you were hired to do. But then again, they haven't called you. So, hey, must not be a big deal, right? Right. Okay, so you spend some time playing with Kat, working on her video game with her. You sit down. It's nighttime. It's now past midnight. As you realize, hey... The, you've already, your food arrived. I don't know what you ate. Um, some sort of carb-filled, cheese-covered, sauce-induced. No, something light from probably, <laughs> probably, uh, elf restaurant. Something light. Maybe some noodle, vegetable things. So you ordered a home delivery salad? Sure. Yes. Some good stuff. Maybe some soy, chicken. You get the you get the point of looking at the videos. Uh, what about this video? Do we want to look at first? Because uh, you gathered quite a bit. You probably hit the systems for several months. The ability to move files that large aren't that hard. Aegis Safeguard Securities probably retains up to two years of information. Did you want to grab all two years? I wanted to grab as much as possible. So you've probably retained all two years of that house's security feed, as well as two years from every other source that you picked up. Right. So it was a pretty hefty move. What of this video file do you want to look at? 
So refresh my memory on what specifically I'm looking for. I'm looking to see if what's her face is still alive, right, Jessica? Yeah, that's you've been told that the person there might you know look through the video, see who's been here, who put this lipstick here. That's what you're looking for, uh, right. because apparently there's a woman. Her name is Jessica, and it might have been her, or maybe it's the mother-in-law called Brenda, and she's did it for some whatever weird way- reason. Okay, so I would probably skim through the video and grab screenshots of all the people's faces that have been in the house. Even if they're maids, even if they're, like, workers, that kind of thing, just grab a bunch of screenshots of faces just so I can look through them later. Okay. Uh, You're going through two years of video looking for faces. Right. That's going to take you probably about a couple of months to do. I mean, are you, like, zipping through it, fast-forwarding? Yeah. Sure, you can manually do it. You can manually do that. I'm just saying that there are computer programs that can be written to do this kind of crap. Okay, well, let's do that then. So you want to write a program that will do what? I guess it would be facial recognition and screen grabs. Facial recognition, screen grab. Now, of course, with this knowledge, there's probably already a program out there. Your character's really good at programming. I don't know if you feel like wasting your time being sociable. Yeah, I really don't. I don't like being social. (laughs) It's going to take an hour for you to get this program written up. And then we're going to say that since it's going through two years, Mm -hmm. and this program has your deck to work with, it's going to take uh, probably about six hours in total. Okay. The processing okay. power of your deck alone, six hours. You could probably make it go faster if you toss Kuma in there, but that's going to take one of your... Yeah, six hours should be fine. That means I can keep sorting stuff around the house, maybe help Cat. Okay. Sorting things. What do you mean sorting things? Like getting things out of boxes? Yeah. Like, continuation of uh, putting stuff up, seeing if I need anything, making sure I'm stocked up on toilet paper. You know, adult things. Adult things. You begin to adult around the apartment, looking at boxes, folding them up. You have had a rather busy last week. It has been tiring. As you stop, you realize you ate at 6 a.m. with Sitting Eagle... And it is now 6 a.m. again, because your head is pounding. But then you're like, wait a minute, I ate food, I made an order. And you're you're thinking for a moment, and you're like, I ate food. And you begin looking around. You don't see any food. And so at this point in time, you're, you've stopped what you're doing. You know you ordered food. You know it was stuff. It was vegetarian. It had some chicken soy in it. But... You don't see any wrappers. You don't see any boxes. I'm going to check in the trash. Just to see if I accidentally threw it away. Maybe I put it somewhere. No, not in the trash. Where would you put food? Refrigerator. Refrigerator has just a few items stocked in it, like beforehand. Water, bread, milk, soy milk, um, or almond milk, I think you would have. Yeah. Crackers, uh, leftovers from your take out the other night with Sitting Eagle. I'll check my I guess my account? Receipts? Transactions? 
Um, you haven't purchased anything in several hours. No deduction, no pre-planned deduction, no use of your card. And those people are really fast about pulling their money. It's been hours since you've made any kind of transaction and nothing to um, a delivery place that brings salad around. Oh my god. I'm losing my mind. Okay. Um, I'll, uh, I'll just, I guess I'll grab something like leftovers from the fridge from whatever sitting eagle. Yeah, not a problem. You, you shove some Chinese takeout into your face. You're very aware at this point in time you're eating food. You remember eating salad with the soy chicken and the whatever, but your mind seems foggy at this point in time as to whether you did or not, and your stomach, on the other hand, disagrees completely. Excellent. Okay. Yep. Gonna keep that in the back of my mind and try to remind myself to eat actual food. Okay. Finally, your face recognition screenshot program pops up and goes... Okay. Um, then I will... St- start looking at the screenshots. One of the first images you find, because you said you go backwards. Yeah, like from today's date backwards to see... Is an image of Brenda Van Zant in the driveway in a white SUV. She's getting out of the rear driver's side door. She's got sunglasses on, but she takes them off immediately. She has got a slim figure. She's dressed incredibly well. She has a uh, several like little lapel pins on, uh, a tiny little purse, and this horrific-looking little dog that jumps out of the SUV behind her. Two large, thick-necked bruisers step out of the driver's seat and front passenger seat, and so you get facial regs of them. A quick search comes up with their names being... Lucius Knott, Gordon Burke. Burke and Knott both work for Aegis Safeguard Security. There are personal hireable protection. And just to re-up Aegis Safeguard Security, you have found information that links them to Arcadia, right? We've already covered that. Okay. So it's no new new information. The van, the the SUV shows up. They're getting out, and as they get out, she pulls her sunglasses up. They start walking toward the door, and instantaneously, there's no SUV, no people, no nothing. Right. And then it's just back to normal. The woman you identify her as uh, Brenda Van Zant, and she is a corp exec for Arcadia. Yeah, she used to be one of your bosses. I'm pretty sure you would recognize her face. Yeah. She's one of my boss's bosses. We hated whenever she came into the office. We always had to dress up. And the plants would wilt. That too. It's amazing how plastic plants wilt. Yeah. I'd die a little inside too. So, you recognize her. She gets out. And like I said, she gets out of this SUV and instantly disappears. The SUV disappears she disappears, the people disappear, the tire tracks into the um, driveway disappeared like the moment afterwards in the video. Okay. Going back before then, um, I guess I'm looking for Jessica. 
like actually coming into the house or the last time Jessica was at the house. Okay. So bringing up that spread of pictures that you've got, you immediately go to the one in which you've identified to being Jessica, the most recent one. And um, it is that time period. We're just going to kind of like do a, a, an overlay of what goes on within the hour of her being there is she's in the house. She's getting out of the shower. She, for 30-year-old human woman, has a smoking hot, rocking hard body because she walks around the house butt-ass naked, and, you know, these things are being filmed. You'd think she'd put some clothes on. Nah. Nah, whatever. She goes, she gets dressed. She goes into the gun room, that secret room that you saw in the video. She gets out this tiny little dainty gun and puts it into um, her outfit, as she's got, like, her little purse. She begins making some phone calls and whatnot. Um, I'll listen to the audio on that call, just to see if she says who she's talking to or where she's going. You can do a lot of things. Remember, you have uh, CIS-level magnification skills. Well, not really, but, you know, there's only so many pixels you can enhance. Right. (laughs) Listening to the audio, she goes... Yeah, um, I'm, I was given this number because I was told that you would be able to help me hire a professional bodyguard, uh, who, who works discreetly. Yeah, yeah. I need one tomorrow night. No, it's not like that. I'm gonna be in a public place, and, well, um, the person I'm gonna be meeting, I don't really respect him anymore. I just want to make sure that I have somebody around me that, you know, who's gonna, you know, look intimidating, who can actually, you know, in case something bad happens, because I don't trust him anymore. That's just, you can tell she's a little teared up, but she's... But, I just, I just, I just need somebody to be there with me. Yeah, I don't care who you have to call. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Well, yeah. If he looks good, that's gonna help too. You know, make him jealous a little bit. Not the bodyguard, the... (laughs) Never mind. I, I... I should meet him somewhere? Like... Like, I don't, I don't know how to do these things. Um, a, a park? Fine, fine, a park. We can, you know, we can, what? What about that downtown park near the bridge to, you know, that council island? Yeah, that, that's fine. That, that's fine. Uh, what? Fine, whatever. Uh, um, a mount? Um, just your standard? Yeah, that's fine. I don't know how much that is. Look, I'll just give you my information later, okay? This is too complicated. She hangs up. Do I, am I able to get a screenshot of the number that she called? Fuck yeah. Yeah, let's do that. You want to search it real quick? Yeah. It comes up with a place called Derbeergarten. 
which was pen written in onto the backside of a card that she pulled out of her wallet. And then she punched in the number. Okay. So what do you want to do now? You got this nice video in front of you. Okay. Let's go back to the video of Brenda and I guess listen to the audio or see if I can find anything on the audio. Whoever messed with this was not smart enough to delete or change the audio because the file still has that section in it. You hear Miss uh, Van Zant walk up. You two idiots. Don't break anything while we're here. The truck in here is more expensive than you can afford. Oh, God. <laughs> There's still food in this bowl. You, go dump that into the bushes. And he goes, My name is Burke. And she goes, <laughs> And I don't care. <laughs> and you hear some noise, and he, and he just doesn't, you don't know if it happens or not. You don't hear a bowl, but she, you hear the door opens up. Audio sounds of the security system. You hear her clopping around in her oversized heels as she begins moving around. You don't see her in any of the videos linked to it. You just hear her. God, what a loser. Bad-mouthing Luciano. My daughter could have done better. Can't lose. You hear rustling through stuff. Oh, for the love of God, where the hell would he put this track? He probably hid it someplace stupid, like under his pillow. And you hear noises and rustling around. And you hear the, the male voice sit there and said, Yes, ma'am. I can read this. And he reads out a series of numbers. You hear punching sounds to a security box. Some noise. And she laughs. <laughs> oh, he left behind some cred sticks and IDs. Who wants to go shopping? And you hear, like, a noise from one of the gentlemen. And she's like, I wasn't talking to you. Haven't you heard of a rhetorical question? This is my money. God. <laughs> now, somewhere in this hellhole shanty, there's a gun room. Help me find it, and you might get an extra toy to play with. And then you hear rustling for, like, the next hour. Her bitching. How can you not find one fucking room? You two are useless idiots. And that is the way the rest of the recording goes, so she finally gives the fuck up and leaves. And then, suddenly there's some fucked up shit happens, and in the master bedroom... A safety deposit box magically reappears in the video from underneath the bed. It's like whoever did the editing started too late and they didn't clean their shit up. Okay. And so you see it. Just suddenly, safety deposit box in the room open. And from what you know, from where the safety deposit box sits, less than a meter behind them is the secret wall that leads into the gun room. Yeah. Okay, so they have all the information that was in that safety deposit box. Correct. And do you remember what Luciano was complaining about? I'll remind you. He would say, that bitch took all my money. Sucks to be him. (laughs) Okay. And then you see something happen in the video. The back door in the main master bedroom attaches to a balcony. You know, you watch people use it as you were there. It pops open and begins to slowly swing open by itself. And then at some point it stops and then it starts to swing back by itself. Then the handle turns gently and the door shuts. And the handle pops back up. Make a willpower roll. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. This It's called composure. Four. Four successes. You are not creeped out, but you're definitely unnerved. Doors don't do that. Don't, they just don't. Cat, on the other hand, immediately jumps. As you realize she's been watching this entire time, she jumps and runs. Oh, okay. Okay. Are there any mirrors in the room? Does the carpet, like, indent? Where, like, is somebody, can I tell that somebody's walking around? You have to make a save versus the spell when it was cast. Holy shit! Because you're viewing the manipulation effect of it. So, let's see what it is. This is exciting. (laughs) Intuition plus logic. Oh. Oh. I have dice for that. Yeah! Break it down! Resist that spell! See through (laughs) the deception! Five. Alright, that's not enough. Damn it. You don't see any carpet movement... But you do see what looks like eerie, shadowy, like waves move in front of the mirrors. Only in the mirrors do you see anything. Oh, okay. It looks like distortion. Like the predator has a telltale shimmer whenever he walks into the room. Yeah, but just count that, cut that in like half. Okay. Because he has sharp edges. This is kind of more like a fuzz. Okay. I will also grab that video and put it on the drive. (laughs) You notice as you do that, as you're doing stuff, the safety deposit box goes back underneath the bed. The door to the gun room opens up. A drawer on a shelf by underneath the mirror slides open, and you see a thing of lipstick shuffle and disappear. And then the lipstick gets put onto the, um, appears without his cap on, on the actual desktop, the the tabletop, with and then the cap appears next to it. And you hear noise from inside the gun room. There is no video for the gun room. You can't see in there. But right, you can right. see in the mirror that a bottom drawer opens up, and you can see, by best description at this point, because you have to do a little bit manipulating, little guns, several of them, all start go, plop, 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 and just disappear out of existence guns, the ammunition clips or something. Because remember when I was describing it to John, the whole room is well organized. He made those uh, felt-covered plastic bits of foam and softness for each gun to have a cookie-cutter imprint into each drawer so it looks fancy. So there's uh, there was four small guns and four small clips that went along with each of the guns. That just disappeared. Very exciting. All of that I'm seeing, I'm just taking that slice of video and like putting it on there okay download the videos so you close out the video and everything about your deck immediately powers down off by itself by itself I'll turn it back on it comes back on I'll run a diagnostic real quick on it to see why it shut down alright this will be a computer plus logic roll Six successes. You've been prying for a moment or two. You've been doing some searches through the information. You bring up the log. The log immediately tells you that you told it to shut down. What do you want to do? Um, look for... I guess I need to... 
check and make sure or see if there's any marks on my deck. Or you're like, at that point in time, your mind just goes, oh, shit. Go ahead and make me a composure test. Because if somebody's got marks on your system, that means you're compromised. That means your new place is compromised. And everything you just got finished setting up is just... Four. Holding on to whatever you can, just as you bring it up, the file menu pops up and sits there and says, yes, there are marks on your system. Three of them. Okay. Marks fall off when you turn a system on and off, by the way. So since you've turned your system back on, somehow three marks have appeared. How do I trace those marks? How do I like look and see who they're from? That's There's a program called Tracing. Yeah. Computer intuition, data processing is your limit. Uh, also six. All right. You begin doing necessary search information to identify where these marks are coming from. They're coming from your own deck. Your deck is inviting marks from someone outside. Make another composure roll. As you're now starting to freak the fuck out, your deck is going against you. Sounds insane. <laughs> we have five this time. <gasps> You're holding on to as much as you can of your senses. There most likely is a program that has been installed onto your deck that is spoofing your deck to say, hey, you want to invite a mark from that person. You want to invite a mark from that person. And then that program has a specialty function that, by the way, if I ever shut down for any reason, I'll come right back. Okay. So how do I find that program? It's running silently on your deck somewhere. Okay. (laughs) So let's find that program so we can turn shit off. Okay. Uh, matrix perception, last one, computer intuition. Thanks. All right. Now I want you to roll your logic plus your sleeves. Five. Five. As you break through the encoding on this spoof program, shutdown, reboot, whatever the hell this thing is, whoever wrote it was fucking badass. With your six successes, you were able to defeat their five successes. And then as you get into the program, you realize this is your coding. You wrote it. What? 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 (laughs) So as you stop for a moment and you realize this is your program. You've written this program before. You've implanted this program before in the past. This is shit you use. You want to fuck with somebody, you drop this spoof program into their deck so it comes in every once in a while and just tells it to do random shit. It's fun. It's fun. This is fun kind of stuff. But somehow your program was implemented onto your deck and is now inviting marks and giving those marks out to someone out, getting marks from someone outside. You don't even know who the marks are for. Is there a way that I can... I guess, can I trace the marks? I would like to identify the marks and delete this program off of my deck. Alright, deleting is not a big deal. It's an edit file check. Uh, deleting the file will not remove the marks. You have to remove the marks. You have to remove the file. So which one do you right. want to do first? Um, do I have to identify the marks first and then delete them, or can I identify them after? You can identify them after, yes. Okay, I'm going to delete the marks first. Alright. I'll, um, I'll take two marks off. Eight, so it would be six. So you knock off two very quickly, those marks disappear, you're taking a quick image, you know, of the actual mark before you get rid of them all, and at this point in time, the program itself 
invites another mark. That's what it's attempting to do. It fails. It fails, and something very odd happens at the same time. As the spoof program that you wrote brings in a new mark, that mark immediately turns into digital garbage. It becomes a mark for maybe a few seconds. So there's technically you can see the three marks near on your system. So you got your little icon running and you see the little three marks. Two of the marks fall off and another one immediately tries to plan itself, but then it falls into digital garbage on the ground. The other marks that you erased, they're gone. This mark, for some reason, is now sitting there on the ground like a mess. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... I'll go ahead and delete the next mark, and then delete the program. Can I... I'll just buy successes. Done. The last mark immediately disappears. As it does so, you notice that that spot of data garbage uh, is now almost doubled in size. This data thing of what looks the best to be described as digital pixelations has started to grow. Okay, let me get rid of the spoof program first. I'll just delete it. Computer plus logic, and then use roll uh, your data processing user limit, and then you must roll your own intuition in firewall versus your successes. If you win the first test, you shut it down. If you win the second test, you don't shut your own program down, and you resist your attempts. You're fighting yourself somewhat, yeah. Oh. It's your program, so it's your intuition and your firewall you're fighting against. Okay. So at this point in time, you're messing with this, like, damn, this is really hard to do. Oh, does this mean I'm really good at my job? Okay, so I got uh, seven successes to delete the program. And your data processing limit is? Uh, six. So you've got six successes. Now you're rolling your intuition and firewall. If you roll really good, you fail. I've only got two. (laughs) Okay, does that mean I'm good at my job or bad at my job? I will let you make that decision on your own. You shut down the spoofing program, deleting it into exile. That data blob on the ground has now become about a six-inch diameter collection of digital sparks and pixels and white-colored lines with blue highlights going around in squares and geometric shapes. Is it... Is there a way I can identify it, I guess, is the first thing I probably need to do. Computer theory. Computer theory? What does that run on? Logic? Logic plus computer theory. Okay, so I guess I'm just doing logic then. Uh, Then you're defaulting. Mm Mm-hmm. I only got two. You have no idea what the heck this is in front of you or why it exists. (laughs) Oh, shit. Alright, so you try to pick it up, and for some reason, it seems as if it's unmovable. Not in the sense that it is an object adhered to a location. 
in the Matrix because all objects are technically movable. This thing seems to have an incredible amount of, I'd describe it as weight to this location. If you were to walk up to a host and begin pushing a host around, you're not going to move a host because they're pinned to a point in the Matrix by some very deep roots, as I'd best be describing it. This thing seems to have become rooted. It is now the size of about a one-foot diameter basketball, flat for the most part, except it seems to have piled up just a little bit in the center of these geometric shapes of white and blue. Okay. Oh my god. What can I do? Yeah, I'm freaking out too, cat. <laughs> I'm freaking out too. Shit. Um. Is there a way to build a wall around it? You want to program some sort of security measure to protect it? You're... <laughs> okay. It has... It's no longer a mark. Marks are generally just like tiny bits of data. This has grown into what best to be described as a file. So if edit file is the right direction to go in. Go ahead. You, what are you saying? It's a file? Yes. It's no longer a mark. It's like it's a file. Can I read the file? Let's see. This seems bad. You would have to open the file. So you're going to open it? Would it be better to put a protection around it first? I don't know. You failed your computer theory roll. Damn it. Should have stayed in school longer. I know. I should have got a master's instead of just a BA. <laughs> um, yeah, screw it. Let's open it. Alright. As it begins piling higher and whatnot, and you begin to try to decide to do a protection, what are you going to do? You're like, fuck, this is a file. Let's just frag it. Let's open this sucker. And you do. And you are suddenly hot send in without your control. You can feel it. The sensation. Everything. The matrix around you. The touch. The feel. Everything becomes completely immersed in the matrix. Okay. Okay. By the way, you're not immersed in the matrix through your deck, it looks like. Okay. When you opened it, that bubbling geometric pile that was in the middle of the circle ever expanding suddenly rushed toward the sides, and when those geometric shapes hit the sides, they begin scattering out, not increasing in number, so there's like these shapes traveling in all directions, and they just disappear on the horizon very quickly, and you can feel the flow of data around you. Oh, is there... Anything, like, around me? Is it just, like, I see my apartment, but in... Yeah, you're, you see your apartment, you see the icon for the apartment complex, you see the icon for your computer sitting nearby, you see a cat kind of icon, you know, you're in the matrix. You can see data flows and advertisements and spam here and there. You can see the corporate uh, arcologies floating around in their big host above you. A massive swirl. You can see the library access. You can see the city works. You can see all sorts of stuff with the highway. Lone Star. Holy shit. I'll send a message to Kat to see... Ask her what I'm doing right now. What is my body doing? (laughs) You could probably open like a video file, a video to your apartment through either your deck or something that you have a camera attached to. Okay. You want to do that? Yes. You are currently laying on the ground like passed out. Oh, good. Probably have a concussion. Um, what is Kat doing? Sitting nearby, paying attention to your body? Where's Kuma? You have no idea. Most likely where you left him last. I'll call Kuma. 
Okay. Bam! From your deck, Kuma appears. Big owl bearingliness. The the deck's sit is still in the ground, it's active icon off to one side. Your Albear Kuma appears. Cat's now paying attention to kind of see what's going on with what's in the matrix. You know, watching you guys. What do you want to do? I don't know. I'm kind of freaked out. <laughs> All right, you're kind of freaked out. Well, it doesn't end there, and it doesn't end well because at this point in time, as you're looking at Kuma, Kuma's looking at you. The video feed shows that you're coming conscious, and you sit up, and you're looking around, and you look at your hands, and you start to stand up. No, 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 that's not good. No, no. Um, uh, can I get out of here? I need to get out of here. I need to get back to my body. How do I get back to my body? Logic plus computer theory at this point. Your body now stands up and um, picks up your apartment keys, looks at them, and then sees a door. Three? Um, somehow you've jacked into the matrix without your deck. Your body heads over to the door and begins looking at it like it's never seen a door before. And looking around the rest of the room. Cat is now at the base of your body. That's how we're going to describe it. Um. Okay. So, I'm in the Matrix. I'm part of the system. I should be able to stop this file. Like, close the file. Like, get out of the file. Like, close the file. Fair enough. (laughs) Right. Of course. Right. Uh, need to close file. Close, close closing a file is an edit file maneuver. While you're going to do that, your body leaves your apartment. Fuck. Not cool. Not cool at all. You've turned to the file and tried to edit it by telling it to turn off. You do not have a mark on that file. That's correct. Even though there was that is a file now existing, you never put a mark on it. Okay. So you can't edit. You're like, do shit! Because you've never used these things, the stuff that you're doing, so you're completely you out of your element. I, uh, I freak out because I realize that I don't have a mark on the system, and then I start putting marks on the system. Okay, um, I realize I don't have my deck. I look over at Kuma, and I <laughs> say, Kuma, you have to mark the deck, or mark this file. Mark it! <laughs> How do we do that? Do it! I don't know. Kuma? Okay. Uh, he buys one success. Oh. Puts a mark on it for you. Oh, okay. Kuma, turn off the file. Bam. He does. The file closes and the world begins to dissolve around you. As it's doing so, all the data begins streaming towards you from every direction, slamming into you. Your sensations go from being just, I'm here, everything's comfortable, to cold, wet. You don't know what the hell's going on. And as your eyes start to come aware of surroundings, you're outside in the rain. You walked right into a security checkpoint. And you walk through it, so you're on the other side. You know what you just did. You're like, fuck, because you can see the night errant security as you're, as you're like coming to consciousness. You hear, freeze, get on the ground! As you turn and look over your shoulder, three large armored men with shotguns are hauling ass to your position. What were you wearing? Because that's what you're wearing right now outside in the rain. Uh, a shirt and some leggings. Okay. Yeah, you just... Your body just ran through a security checkpoint. Holy shit. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I guess, turn to them and put my arms up and be like, I don't know what happened, I'm fine. <laughs> the, um, they, they don't, they don't take no shit from you. They immediately run up and, uh, grapple you and thrust their, your arms behind your back. They immediately put your hands behind you and slide you into some handcuffs. Okay. What did I do? What happened? <laughs> One says, uh, where's your ID? Shit, I don't, I don't have my comm on me, do I? Who are you? <laughs> my name is Laura Doris. I left my comm back in my apartment. Okay. The night errant cop pulls his little flashy badge thing up, hand camera, sticks it up to your face, goes, check this one out. And he leans back and he, he looks over at um, the other guy and is just like, holy shit, this one's got a record. Bitch. Bam. And you're under arrest. Don't worry, Cat still has access to your identification. She can order delivery to the apartment. She'll be fine while you're away. <laughs> she has her own bank account, too. She's not going to spend her money. Rude. I know. She's got to feed Kuma something. Thanks for listening to the original Box Set Shadowrun podcast. Our runners will pick up where we left off in two weeks. In the meantime, you can connect with us via Facebook or YouTube to check out actual play videos of the original box set playing Shadowrun and other tabletop RPGs. You can also swing by our website at originalboxset.com and check out our gaming calendar, additional information about our games, and images that inspire our worlds and characters. And if you're enjoying our work, please consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash originalboxset so that we can continue to bring you this podcast as well as other great actual plays and entertainment. Our intro and exit music is titled Epic Song from Alpha Brutal, and trust me, the whole song's pretty epic, so check it out. We'll catch you in two weeks, chummers. And now for all this legal dreck. Original Box Set is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership over the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun! The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Original Box Set, that's us, to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Original Box Set in any official capacity whatsoever. Oh my goodness, that's so much. Okay, bye.